Hello and welcome to the Leadership Lounge. It's great to have you join us again today. And I'm privileged and honored today to have Sarah Manning, who is the founder and director of Secure Stores Nationwide. And she's joined us today because, uh, well, over the last year, I've really got to know Sarah. Uh, she's a local businesswoman and she's part of the Chamber of Commerce that we both belong to and are part of. And she, she established Secure Stores Nationwide, a storage container business in January 21. And we'll all know January 21 is slap bang in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, but her business has gone from strength to strength. So it's great to have Sarah join us. Uh, she's had many years, haven't you, in the industry. Uh, yes. And if you have a quick read of Sarah's website um, and looking for the success of her business, you'll know that she knows how to grow a business. Um, so that's what we're going to explore today. We're going to explore in the Leadership Lounge a topic of building business. So uh, thank you for joining us, Sarah. Um, we're going to look at how you create something from scratch and how you use building of relationship and customers, which I know you're really good at, how you work with those uh, and, and kind of know the right skills of the people you want to, to make it a success. Uh, so for our listeners today, whether you run a business or not, um, there's so much we can learn from Sarah around how you start and run something that you love. So let's join us with Sarah in the Leadership Lounge. Sarah, welcome to the Leadership Lounge. Thanks, Colin. Ah, it's great to have you. Um, Sarah, I love your story that I read on your website. So I'm sure <laughs> the listeners afterwards will go to your website and read it. Um, of how you got into the shipping container business. Because uh, if you're watching on video, you'll see that Sarah perhaps doesn't strike you as your average shipping container person. Um, uh, so I love what you said. You said, um, as for my experience, well, I started out studying criminology and sociology. Then I did a stint on a free range poultry farm. Not great for someone with a bird phobia. I didn't like the idea of 16,000 chickens creeping up behind me. At least containers don't follow you about. So I love that story. So tell us a little bit about your story, Sarah, how you went from avoiding chickens to shipping containers. Well, <laughs> it was sort of an accident. Um, the best way to describe it was that I didn't know what to do or what I wanted to do in the future. So I thought to myself, I would like to get into an office environment um, within a business and learn, learn something, learn mm. some skills, um, get some experience. You see jobs advertised all the time and they always say, you know, we'd like some experience in this area or, or that area. Mm. Um, so getting that experience was really my first goal. So I had to look around locally to see uh, if there were any jobs around at all that were going in offices. And one came up locally um, for a company that sold and rent, rented shipping containers. Yeah. So it was an admin and sales-based role, and I thought, well, this will do for a while. Mm. I can get my experience, and then I can move on and, and move into a more interesting industry. Um, uh, as it happens, 15 years later, I'm still in that industry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how it began. So it wasn't the love of, of big metal boxes that drew you to it. It was that opportunity for you to grow and develop your kind of administration office skills that's out of the Exactly of right. And I think that's one of the biggest things I've ever learned um, is that really you don't actually always need to have a, a set industry that you want to work in. Yeah. Sometimes a place is just the right fit and you can enjoy working in a business environment, watching yeah. things grow. Yeah. Um, and 
you can have just as much passion for shipping containers or anything else that might on the face of it sound quite boring um, once you're in the thick of that environment and, yeah. and enjoying it. Yeah, great. So many people have seen shipping containers if you live in Suffolk as we do. There's various sites that are popping up now, aren't there, with lots of these giant metal boxes. Um, and you've just kind of said, well, it isn't so much about shipping containers. Uh, so so what is it, though, that about buying, selling and renting containers that brings you joy? Because you said it isn't, yeah. it isn't so much the containers itself. I love the customer interaction. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's really great building relationships with clients. Mm. You get to know them so well. Um, that's if you look after them and they come back and they buy more. So yeah. you need to do the right things. Um, but it's great getting to know people and ma essentially making them happy. Um, so you do what you say when you say you're going to do it and you do it well. Um, and you can then take pride in what you've done and finish the day feeling pleased and content and you've had a good day at work. Yeah. So what you're talking about there is this real sense of relationship. Yeah. Uh, and building that relationship with your customers. You talked about, yeah, doing what you said you're going to do by when you're going to do it. So yeah. then they know there's that consistency. And it's it's that interaction and delivering something that they need that will yeah. help them that's that brings you the joy. It's not so much the metal yeah. box. It is. Yeah, it, absolutely. And it could be really enjoyable and rewarding making someone else's life easier yeah you know if it's simple for them to come to you and place an order and get what they need and know that it's going to turn up when you say it's going to turn up and yeah. it's going to be in the condition that you've promised yeah um then their life is is made easier yeah so i know from uh, from talking to you before but also from reading on your website that um you've been in the business for years but we, mm. we said earlier, back in January 21, in the sort of height of pandemic time, you decided to set up your own business. Now, in some ways, yeah. setting up your own business is, is scary enough. But yeah. doing it in a pandemic, uh, you decided to you know, really go for it. Yeah. What is it that made you decide on building your own business? Well, I think it's always going to be scary. Mm. And sometimes you just have to take that leap. Yeah. Um, it's something I have been thinking about for a long while. Um, but taking the final plunge, it, it takes a little while. You have to get used to the idea. It's not an overnight decision usually. Mm. Um, but really, I just wanted to have the freedom to do things exactly how I wanted to do them. I wanted to build the business in exactly the way I wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, whilst the previous business I worked at was, was wonderful um, and I had very many happy years there, a number of years ago, we sold the business to mm. a larger corporate business. And I think following that, sometimes I spent more of my time in, on meetings and internal meetings and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And yeah. it took me away from what I really loved and gave me passion, I suppose, which is dealing with clients and yeah. making them happy. And I, I love that aspect of, the, of my job. So. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> so there's a real sense for you then that... Uh, what you're passionate about, which is that relationship with the customer, you just wanted to bring more of that to fruition. Yeah. Um, and I love that because we're looking today at building business. So from my research, from my experience, uh, from our chats before, mm. it's helped me refine really that if you're going to build a business, and we said earlier for our listeners, they might not necessarily be about building a business. It might be about building something. It might be a project. It might be something yeah. they want to do or deliver. It comes down to three Ps, which was, Purpose, promise, and passion. And passion's the mm -hmm. one that you've just kind of mentioned. Um, so I, I think it'd be good for us to explore those. So that sense of purpose, that, that it's your passionate purpose and it's meeting a need. 
promise that what you promise is clear, consistent, and you're regularly checking that you're delivering what you promise. You've already hinted at that already. <laughs> um, and this passion uh, that, that there is a real focus to what you do and this sense of serving your, your customers uh, as part of that. So w- let's explore those elements together to kind of help our listeners. Um, and so this first one is about your purpose and your vision. How important is it for you to have a clear purpose to your business? So I know your business is shipping containers, but how important is it to have a purpose? I think it's essential, really. Hmm. Um, It really, before you decide you're going to go and create a business, obviously you need to think about what what's it going to be yeah. what am i going to do what am i what are my product offerings going yeah. to be how yeah. am i going to deliver this mm. um so really those are the sort of first steps thinking about what you want to do the important part then is also communicating that to your clients so for example in the instance of a website it's your way of interacting with a the client they may not have picked up the phone they may have found you online so you need to speak to them and tell them clearly um what you do mm what you're going to provide um, and any extras like, you know, what what else is going to be a perk to to trading with you? Is it going Mm. to be your service, your quality? Mm. Um, So getting those things right and laying that out, you need to work out what your web pages are going to be. Yeah. Um, So it sits as a driver underneath everything you do, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise if you're not clear on that, I mean, we talk to people in, in our leadership training about be clear in order to get clear. Yeah. If you're not clear yourself, it's hard for somebody else to pick up that clarity, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And it doesn't just stop there. It even continues when you're, when you're getting an order, um, communicating with the client so everybody knows what the expectations are at all, all points, yeah. what's going to happen next in, in, the proce- in the order process. Yeah. Um, and communicating that clearly is essential, I think. Yeah. So what would you say is, is your... Is your purpose to your business? I mean, in some sense, it seems a bit of a silly question. Well, Colin, we've got shipping containers and and doesn't yeah. Sarah then ship them to people? Yeah. But, but what sits at the root of what you do? I think my um, purpose really is to provide the best quality and condition shipping containers that I can with the best possible service um, to clients and make yeah. them happy. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing there is all about quality for you quality containers and quality service yeah Uh, and depending obviously what they're buying if they're buying a brand new one or if they're buying one that's you know done a couple of trips obviously that will vary but you want the very best quality in each of those contexts you do and you want the service to be quality too yeah yeah so that that's your purpose and and one of the things again about our purpose is we should know it but it should also meet a need so whether that's a project or in your case whether it's your business what need do you think you're meeting well, I think luckily, um, as in with most industries, to be honest with you, um, there are competitors out there who fall down on those in those areas. Mm. So there is a need for that, um, and I I hear it from my clients. Yeah. You know, a client doesn't want a shipping container to turn up covered in mud um, if they're about to sublet that again to a client. In the yeah. example of self storage, yeah. um, they might not have water on site, and frankly, they probably don't want to be washing a brand new container that's just been delivered to them so getting that right um, from the off it's just making their life easier Mm. and keeping things simple really Mm. yeah so it's meeting that need and again it comes back to Mm. that quality yeah that what's turning up is fit for purpose and is good quality will be good for their business as well yeah yeah lovely um 
So you've started up this business, mm. uh, and, and as I can see and hear, it's gone really well for you in, in the 12 months that you've kind of had this. But has it all been plain sailing, in, even in the midst of a pandemic? <laughs> has it been an absolute breeze, or have there been um, challenges uh, that yeah, you've gone through? I think with every business, there are always challenges, and they don't stop after your first year. There's mm. always things that, that happen that you have to manage and um, but in particular, so um, starting off, you know, it's a scary, scary thing. You know, mm. you start on day one and you think, well, is the phone going to ring? Yeah. Will anybody call? Does anyone want to buy anything? Mm. Um, but you've got to manage those things as they as they crop up. And, you know, if the phone's not ringing, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You need to be proactive and not just expect things to come to you. Yeah. Um, and there are lots of things. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You can, there are lots of things you can do. You can... Go onto Instagram and, and Facebook, find your ideal clients, follow their um, pages, interact with them. Yeah. Um, it's a subtle way of getting your business known and, and your brand in front of people. Um, so, th yeah, there's that. There's um, It's never easy with cash flow when you're starting out. Yeah. You know, sometimes there are lots of things to pay for and it can take time before that money comes back in. So mm. the best advice I can give on that front is to be on top of your cash flow. Yeah. Don't bury your head in the sand. Make sure you're closely watching what's going on and when yeah. you're expecting what in yeah. so that you can meet your obligations um, to your suppliers and, and other things. I think paying people on time is essential mm. um, for building relationships and mm. having success. Um, and yeah, it's, it's scary. You know, things you think, you know, you, go, you can go from having a, a nicely paid job to mm all of a sudden, no income initially. Um, and it it takes a lot of effort and time. And I'm sure there'll be many more hurdles in years to come. But yeah. you've just got to face them head on and be positive and think, you know, see challenges as something that you can overcome and, and do better at, shall we say. Yeah. Um, improve your business rather than just bury your head in the sand and say that, oh, this is difficult. You know, yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, and so there's this sense I'm hearing this, yeah, there are challenges, but it's about that rigor and determination mm -hmm. to, A, know, well, what am I trying to bring, which is the quality yeah. service that you've talked about. But just that, yeah, that kind of being on top of it and persevering yeah. and not seeing anything as something to sit back on, you then being proactive yeah. uh, to drive that purpose forward. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Face things head on. Yeah. Super. So uh, that's that's kind of purpose, being really clear in what that purpose is for you, making sure that you're doing that. Um, do you at any point kind of go back and review that purpose? So you've talked about, you yeah. know, being quality product and quality service. Mm -hmm. How often do you kind of check that then? Yeah, I think um, so. I think in a small business, certainly to begin with, it's very easy to know um, if something is falling down on those on in, in any of those areas. So. Mm. If you have a problem um, with the delivery, which obviously happens in, in all businesses sometimes, sometimes the unexpected can happen. Mm. Um, but you need to keep tabs on that. If you've got a, a problem that needs resolving, then face it, face it, deal with it immediately. Yeah. But afterwards, I think it's really important to reflect and say, okay, why has this happened? Mm. How can I prevent this from happening again in the future? Yeah. It's very similar, really, to the um, principles of ISO 9001, um, which 
I had implemented at our previous business. Mm -hmm. But it's all about continuous improvement. And that's why I was saying you can never really stand still in business. There will always be something that's going to happen in the future. Um, so you've got to keep moving forward and you've got to keep refining and improving. And if you want to be the best that you're going to be, that's yeah. how you do it. Yeah. You've got to, got to learn from things that go wrong and build on it. Yeah. So I love that there. I mean, for some of our listeners, they won't know what an mm. ISO 9001 is for those yeah. in business will. But you're talking about this as a process of constant improvement. Exactly. And obviously the ISO standards kind of yeah. check that off. But what I love about what you're talking about there is this is not just a bland mm. standard list yeah. of things to tick off. It's become part of your practice of regularly reviewing. OK, so our purpose is yeah. this to deliver quality product and quality service If that hadn't mm. gone quite so well on an occasion. What is it about that that didn't? And then use that as a learning journey to make sure yeah. that that same kind of situation doesn't kind of repeat itself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. So that leads really nicely into our second one, which is around promise, about having yeah. a really clear promise and being consistent in it. And uh, I love what you've got on your About Us on your website, Sarah. <laughs> you have a little chuckle because you probably know what, what's yeah. coming about this. So uh, on your website, it says um, it's a real no-nonsense approach uh, and, and the clarity around what your promise is. You say... You get what you pay for with shipping a shipping container. If a box is really cheap, chances are the quality is really crap. Trust us on this, containers are our thing. At Secure Stores Nationwide, we don't mess around. Honest prices, unbeatable customer service, and top quality boxes are what we do. That tells me so much about why your business has been a success in this year. Um, it's really clear. It's a lovely bit of humor in there as well. Um, so what is it that's made your business business successful what's the foundation that you've built this on I mean I think that tells us but what is what yeah. do you see it as um it's so really it's been relationships so I think relationships are really important mm. um you need suppliers as much as you need customers so mm. always treat everybody with respect um if there is a problem deal with it in a calm and um useful manner don't yeah. don't just you know fly off the handle and um ring up somebody down shouting down the phone it's it's not going to get you anywhere you've no. got to think about what you want to achieve and how do we improve this going forward and work with people um so i think that's really really key lovely so there's a sense there as well you talked about that mm. that standard iso 9001 you're not just doing it to yourself are you you're no. doing that with your suppliers or yeah. with customers depending what what the situation is yeah uh, and really rooting that around relationship yeah. Uh, so again, that's one of the foundation pillars for you. Yeah. What's helped you build successful business is around relationship. Yeah. Um, so again, anyone listening, whether it's a business, whether it's an activity that they're trying to get off the ground, it mm. all's built around relationship. Now, you've got the promise on your website of honest prices, top quality containers, speedy turnaround, unbeatable customer service. It sounds like an advert for you, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> but how does having a simple promise help you build and maintain because as I read mm. that it's really clear and simple quality product quality service is what you're sort yeah. of basing this around so how does that simple promise help you build and maintain business and your customers because if you do those things I think the rest naturally follows so um, lots of my business comes through word of mouth mm. um, if you can deliver on those things then people like to talk about it um, unfortunately in the world that we live in there are there is bad service out there and there's lots mm. of bad service so it's quite mm. easy to stand out if you do a good job 
and people like to talk about that they talk yeah. to their friends they also talk to them if, it, if it's not so good yeah so you you want to um give people confidence that if they recommend you um to somebody else they're gonna you're gonna deliver um a good product and good service to yeah. them so that's really important and that and things snowball um since i started the amount of business i've had through word of mouth is has surprised me yeah um and as i say i think that's purely by doing the right things people then talk to others and naturally things will grow yeah 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 i, I think you're totally right i mean i remember seeing at a i think it was a tire bay place once yeah. which it said if you're happy with our service tell others yeah. if you're not happy tell us yeah and i think yeah. that that that's such clarity again yeah. isn't it that means they want other people yeah. to find out and you you found that by having that good service building mm-hmm. a relationship with them yeah. the word of mouth has spread as part of that um so yeah one of the things i you know you've talked about unbeatable customer service in your mm. promise you've talked about it there and i've come across so many businesses actually during this time of covid that are just using covid as an excuse yeah. for service and we know there are pressures on businesses at the moment isn't there with workforce etc um but what then for you makes really good service to those that you're helping well you just touched on the the pandemic there so i'm just going to give an example so supply has been very difficult and patchy in the last sort of 12 plus months yeah so with the um, shipping containers there's been lots of logistical problems getting them across from china Mm. which is due to port congestion and trucking shortages Um, so not as many have been flowing through now that presents a challenge because there's a need and a demand from your clients but things are not arriving and in stock ready to go um, always yeah um, but there's no reason why you can't manage that situation well. So communication, mm-hmm. <laughs> communication is really important. Um, not over-promising, only promise to clients what you know you can deliver. Yeah. And if something is beyond your control, then it might be wise to perhaps extend the lead time slightly and then mm. narrow it down nearer mm. the time. Mm. Um, but just explain to them what's going on and why so that they, they feel in the picture. Mm. Keep them updated. You can track a ship and and say to them, look, this is where the vessel is. Um, you can give them, uh, I went as far as giving them the name of the vessel um, and a link so that they could track it and see wherever it was on the yeah. on the high seas. Yeah. Um, but that's, I think that's really important, communication and um, doing things well. So yes, there will, will be challenges sometimes, but you've got to talk to people and mm. um, follow, follow through with what you yeah. say you're going to do. And I love what you're saying there, that quality service then is built around relationship. Mm. You're not just seeing them as a, a, a you know, a, a thing. You're seeing them as yeah. a person that has an interest in what, what yeah. where their product is. So I love that, you know, even giving them the yeah. name of the ship yeah. uh, so they can follow it through. And the, you're talking there about this sense of under-promising and over-delivering, aren't you? Yeah. It's, you know, it's a simple age-old thing that, and yeah. as you say, particularly if things are outside of your control, uh, yeah. like a ship, you know, coming across from China. Yeah. Uh, with all the challenges you said at the moment, just that keeping people posted as well, ongoing yeah. communication, yeah, that is a key to quality service. If you and that's why people are then coming mm, back to you, and, yeah. and that's how you build your business. Um, so I, I'm interested as well about uh, how you maintain quality. So you're talking there about mm-hmm. some things beyond your control as well. You talked yeah. earlier about making sure the containers when they turn up are clean. Yeah. Um, how is it you? You make, I mean, it's they're containers. They they could get a bit grubby um, or dirty. I guess they're travelling on roads and seas. But what, <laughs> what is? How do you maintain quality? So I have um, 
various companies that I partner with. Um, so these are subcontractors, so it's really important. Yeah. It's, again, it's something that I'm not in direct day-to-day -day control of. They're managing their own workloads and, and yeah. so on. Um, but setting out clear expectations um, and liaising with them regularly to make sure things are as you want them to be is really important. Mm. So when they, when they arrive, though, a yard will take them in for me. Um, and then they will check them over and give me an estimate for any work that's ne that's needed doing. You know, do they need steam cleaning? Do they need? Yeah. Is there a scuff to the paint somewhere that needs needs touching up? Yeah. Um, it's quite important for me that I have the relationship with those people in those yards, um, and that they understand what my expectations are um, in terms of quality. Um, they need to know that I'm happy to pay for that work to be done. That I would like it done. Um, and so that's that's really important, I think. And if something does go wrong, talk to people. Don't you know if if they make a mistake and they accidentally let out a container which is not in the condition that I would expect, I would talk to them about that. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, on a on a good level, and not you know you don't pick up the phone and ring up and rant. You address it and you talk to them about how can we how can we continuously improve and yeah. make sure this can't happen again. Yeah. Um, so, so I love what you're saying there around, first of all, it's about finding people that share yeah. that common agreement with you around the standards. It's then about ensuring the clarity and communication of those standards right at the beginning. This, yeah. is, this is what we're trying to deliver. So yeah. everyone is really clear on that, isn't it? And then you've talked about that, that check and balance, that mm. how are things going? Are we maintaining that? And if there is a problem, then addressing yeah. that straight away so the standards don't slip. So exactly. it's really key ones there is about really checking out who you partner with do you share yeah. those common values and purpose exactly and then getting that clarity together yeah. and then checking and maintaining that kind of relationship on how it's how yeah. it's going and that's really important and if if someone doesn't fit with you and your business yeah. ideologies then unfortunately they're probably not a partner for you so yeah. it's not not something um that's sensible to move forward with yeah yeah um so how often do you, I mean, we've touched on this, you re, you're reviewing in the sense of how's it going with that mm -hmm. um, kind of, you know, partnering to yeah. deliver the product. So how often do you, you talk about this 9001, are you doing this daily? Is it weekly? Is it, if there's a problem, how, do, how often are you reviewing it? I think you need to, so when something, when a problem arises, I think the important thing is to deal with that in terms of talking to the client immediately. Don't, yeah. Don't leave it to fester. Talk to the client. Um, come up with a resolution that they are happy with, um, that means that they're happy and things are as they should be. Yeah. So that's the prior, always my number one priority if a problem arises. But then mm. it's just after that that you need to reflect. Um, <clears throat> and it's best done there and then when things yeah. are fresh in your mind. Yeah. But sometimes it takes some thinking about. Um, and there might not be an obvious solution mm. that's immediately in front of you, but you have to think, spend some time to think about that. It might take a few days, it might take a week, and suddenly you might have a brainwave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, for a, something that you can implement that means that that's less likely to happen mm. again. Mm. I've been doing some stuff recently on, on some of our blogs around mm. improvement yeah. uh, and about this key point, first of all, of recognising what it is and then reviewing and this sense of reviewing of uh, saying what I'm seeing, you know, yeah. what did actually happen and then considering what it was it about the environment or me or the person mm -hmm. or the situation that yeah. that 
played in this yeah and then being able to have that open and honest kind of consideration and yeah you know, what what's the one or two simple things i need to change as a result of that exactly yeah, yeah. so is that the kind of process you go through yeah that's exactly right yeah, yeah. Great. Okay, so there's this sense then about that our purpose is really clear. Um, we need to have a really clear promise. It's consistent. We're regularly reviewing how we're doing mm -hmm. against delivering that. And so the last one, which actually was the first thing you mentioned, which is around your passion. Yeah. Uh, and the first part of passion is where your where your focus is. Mm -hmm. So for you in running your business, uh, I think our listeners might already be able to guess what your, what your focus <laughs> is, but what is your, your focus? Always the customer. Okay. <laughs> so without the customer, there's no point. You might have the best logistics in the world, but yeah. if you don't have any customers, then, um, then there's no point. Mm. So always, always the customer is number one. Um, so what do they want? What are they looking for mm. um, in a supplier? And getting that, that bit right, um, the rest of it, you, you then mold around that. Yeah. Um, so, so you've already gained some customers already. So yeah. do, you, do you check out from then? How, how is it you find out what your customer needs, both proactively and then as, you, as you're building customers? I think, um, so listen is, is one of the key points. So mm. a customer may ring up and tell you what they're looking for. Ask the right questions, listen. Um, you know, find out. Somebody may only want one 20-foot container to have place somewhere to store something. Yeah. But what are they going to store in it? Um, how long do they want to keep it for? Do yeah. they do they is cost more important, or mm. um, are they looking for something that's as maintenance free as possible mm. over the years to come? So try and work out what their priorities are, um, and then find a solution that that suits best for mm. their needs essentially. Mm. Mm. And I think it's really important to listen to that, and mm. and you you will need to guide them if it's something they haven't ordered before, mm. and talk to them about delivery, what that entails, you know, kind of truck even get into their site yeah um so there's lot, lots of things to talk about and guide them through um, but then i think it's really important after you've delivered a product to actually just pick up the phone and give them a quick call mm. you don't have to take up loads of their time just ask a few quick questions mm. how how was the delivery um mm. were you happy with the driver were you mm. happy with with mm. the container itself yeah um, and that's something i will always try to do a standard on every delivery um, and things come out of that, you know, yeah. thing, you find something out. Um, had a very happy client this morning who gave, gave the driver some boxes of beer, but he, what he highlighted was the fact that um, the driver had been really patient. So he hadn't got his um, materials for leveling up the container ready in time. This, yeah. is, this is the client. Um, and the driver just waited patiently while he went around the corner to wherever he needed to go to go and get some concrete blocks. Yeah. Um, and I specifically partner with haulage firms that are patient and, mm. you know, not standing there watching their watch, yes. making the client feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, 10 minutes out of your day is not going to not going to ruin everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, that's important. But I can then feed that back to the driver mm. in question mm. who um, will be pleased to receive the feedback and actually that then spurs him on to do yeah, better and, yeah, and be better and and really it's important to say thank you I guess. Um, I love that feedback loop you're talking about there as well yeah. isn't it it's just getting it from the client feeding that back yeah. to your subcontractor yeah. which actually you're praising what you want to see it yeah. then perpetuates that quality exactly. that you're after yeah um and i love the principle you're talking about you you're really listening to understand which yeah. in my business is the coaching principle yeah. listen to really understand what the client needs 
and then try and address that. Um, and if I may, Sarah, I, I remember being at a um, networking event with okay. you and there was a, a somebody who wasn't even your customer mm. at that point. They might be, who knows, but yeah. um, who was just talking about what they're what they're, mm. they're kind of what they were doing, yeah. their organization and how they might be looking for a container. Mm. And I think you followed that up with an article or something yeah. you'd seen. Something that might be useful to them because mm. I think um, it's very easy to be in a rush on the phone or, you know, in person with people and I'll get to the point, you know, what yeah. do you actually want? Yeah. Well, actually, a lot more can come from things when you listen and you talk around what somebody's doing. Yeah. Um, there might be some value you can add there. You might not be earning from that, but it may in turn give the customer the um, peace of mind that you are a partner that they want to work with. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not all about every last pound and penny. No, Sometimes you're, it's, it's totally right. It is. It comes back to your relationship thing again, yeah. doesn't it? You spotted in that person there might be something that could help them. Yeah. I mean, we do a similar thing here. You know, someone would be talking to me around coaching stuff yeah. and then I'll come across something I think ah oh, remember that person was talking about that article yeah. that podcast might be really useful and like this morning I forwarded a yeah. podcast link to someone that, that really would help with them with what they'd been talking about exactly um, I had yeah. an inquiry yesterday from somebody about oh do you do coaching in this mm -hmm. arena which is around public speaking yeah uh, and I was saying well we can help you in this way but if it's specific public speaking then there's this organization I came across yeah they might be helpful so again, it's just seeing them as a person yeah. to develop relationship with, isn't it? Rather than just, just it, a customer. It is good when it when I do think the most solid relationships can be a two-way one. So you help each other, you know, the customer might ring you in a panic because they've maybe they've planned in a delivery and then something's changed on their site and yeah. it's the last minute and they need to cancel that delivery. Um you know, usually there might be a charge for something so last minute from a from a haulage contractor. But yeah. what can you do to help them? Can you ring, go the extra mile? Can you ring another client and say, actually, um, are you ready for your delivery slightly earlier? Yeah. Swap things around. Yeah. Um, and try and find a solution to try and Avoid cause them. the customer mm. unnecessary grief because mm. things do happen. And mm. so it's about helping each other, I guess. And, yeah. 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 Again, all down to that relationship, isn't it? Yeah. So we hear a lot um, in business about mm. networking and marketing and yep. sales. Uh, but I just wonder, how do we really grow our customer base? You've, you've had yep. a big growth for yourself this year. So how do we grow our customer base? What is the best marketing? Um, I think you have to remember that people, um, your reputation is very important. So how, how you handle people, as I say, if, if there has been a problem, how, you, how you've resolved that is really mm. important. You can sometimes turn the negative into a stronger business relationship if you have a problem and you handle it correctly. Mm. Um, people will remember that and they don't mm. forget it. Um, so reputation is really important, I think. Mm. And that's something that over the years in the industry, I've found that since launching my own business, people are keen to help me. Mm. And I think that's because they know that I will always help them as well. So it's, a, as I say, a two-way thing. So reputation. Mm. Um, marketing is really important. It's all well and good saying, oh, I'm here and I do this. But mm. do people know that? Have they seen your website? Have they, are they following you on social media? Mm. How do they know you even exist? Um, and there, there are so many elements to that. Um, so it, it does depend partly on the type of business that you're running. But mm. I think social media is really um really effective mm. and it can often be very cost effective mm. um, so 
doing that right can help. Because in the um, old days, we would have had to pay for an advert in a newspaper yeah, or something or exactly. a magazine, whereas now actually yeah. it can effectively go out. That's yeah, it. And people tweet and retweet, etc. Yeah. as part of that process. So what, what's the important <laughs> thing that you market about yourself? Because you talked about yeah. reputation, you've talked about re- relationship. Yeah. Is that what you market? Yeah, I, that's what I um, I would market to people. I let them know and make sure that they understand and know that they're going to be dealing with someone who's honest mm. um, and that they're going to do what they say they're going to do at the end of the day um, and pro- deliver a good quality product. Yeah. So it's all back to those key principles. Mm. And I think people do often... Um, people... Sometimes when you're just talking to a client, I think they, they can get a sense of the sort of person you are yeah. um, and whether you share their values. And if, if you do, then that generally can spark a good start to your business relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it comes back again trust. to that relationship, mm. finding common values, building yeah. trust. And that's the bit that both you can market, but also will self-market yeah. you because people will be talking about that. So the other bit's around sales. Mm. And now clearly you've sold a few containers. How many containers have you sold? Well, last year it was just over 2,000. So 2,000 containers. First year, yeah. Mm. Um, and hired some as well, so a couple of hundred on hire. Yeah. So it was a good good first year. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so clearly you're doing something well around sales. So without perhaps, you know, letting all your competitors into your secret, <laughs> is there a... what? Tell us your secret. When someone makes an inquiry of you, how do you turn that inquiry into sales or into business? Or I have just, you told us I it already? I just talk to them like a human being. Um, and as I say, find out find out what their needs are. What mm. are they really looking for? Can I match a product with that and, and the service? Um, usually someone's coming to you because they need something yeah. um, and they need the right product for their needs. Mm. So it's no good me trying to offer them something which is not the appropriate product. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will also try and um, try and find the most cost-effective solution for people as well, which I think is important. Again, yeah. it's not all about... Um, making every last penny. It's yeah. about doing the right thing and mm. finding the right fit for a, for a customer's needs. Because they'll come either they'll come back to you or they'll be yeah. telling friends to oh if you want a container yeah. then go and see Sarah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. what I'm hearing again is listening to understand mm. what your customer needs. Yeah. And then meeting that. And that to me, uh, you know, it's a joy to hear because you hear yeah. so many bad stories, don't you, about yeah. sleazy salespeople that just yeah. try and you know upsell or cross sell all the time. And, yeah. and, and yours is much simpler. It's just listen it to is. what they really need mm-hmm. and then try and address that. That's it. Yeah. And I don't believe in, in pressure selling either. Yeah. I think um, if a client, if you, have, if you have that sort of connection there and, mm. and people feel comfortable and like mm. you're a person that they, or a business that they yeah. want to do business with, then it will come on its own really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. one of the things we've touched on, which is a key part of passion, is about that passionate customer mm. service. And I think I think you've clearly kind of explained the importance of that yeah. and they're listening to understand. But some other websites talking about business growth talk about and mention creativity and the importance mm. of that. Have you used creativity at all in growing your business or is that not for um, the container industry? I think creativity... It's a difficult one. Um, I wouldn't say that the the products are overly creative, but you do have to. If you listen, if you're listening to your clients, mm. it may be that you think about how can I tweak this product? Yes. How can I? How can this product evolve 
in order to become more user friendly or yeah. you know uh, make the make the client happier. So um, you need to be a little bit creative in that sense. You also need to be creative with solutions sometimes mm. um, if there's a problem and you need to fix it or um, you know you want to change a process. You might need to think outside the box, no pun intended, yeah. um, to work out how you're going to get to that point. Yeah, great. So there is this sense, you say they're just a box, yeah. the containers. However, you know, we all perhaps watch the kind of grand design programmes and seeing yeah. you can make all sorts of things with containers. You so you talked about being creative in their needs or mm -hmm. the process. So if you had customers perhaps saying to you, Oh, I want a container, but actually where my site is, mm -hmm. I don't know how, the, you know, we wouldn't get into the doors that way. Yeah. If you had to help yeah. customers? Yeah, oh, by like all that. means, yeah, that sort of thing is, is actually a fairly regular occurrence. Um, so, yeah, you have to be creative about a plan. How, how is this going to come together? Yeah. And it's very rare that we can't do something. Um, so there are ways and, and means of, of accomplishing what the client needs and sometimes you might have to do a bit of research yeah. um, yourself and say to them I don't know how we're going to resolve this but I'm going to think about it and yeah. see what we can come up with yeah, yeah. they're one of the other key points I think in businesses asking other people asking experts in their field mm. if you need um, you know expert advice on specialist cranes which can lift over buildings and bits and pieces yeah you know you might not be the expert in that but if you speak to someone who is and yeah. listen and ask questions then you can build your own knowledge, which can be useful in the yeah. in the future. Yeah, yeah. So actually, every experience you come across, mm, yeah. uh, although it's a challenge in that moment, yeah. it actually becomes a learning opportunity and helps you build does, the business yeah. and things even stronger. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Good. Well, um, we are amazingly at, towards the end of our yeah. time now. And what we always end with in our session really is the kind of top tip uh, for our listeners. So from all that they've heard, and, and clearly we've heard today about the importance of the three mm -hmm. P's as, as part of that, having a purpose, promise, and passion. But what I'm hearing particularly from you, Sarah, mm. is that importance of customer service yeah. and that sense of relationship being really key. But for you, what's your top tip or top yeah. couple of tips for anybody wanting either to build a business, make it stronger, mm -hmm. or to build a project or to drive something through? Yeah. What's What are your top tips? So I think it's really simple. It's just one simple thing, which is just to look after your customer or in the scenario of a project, who are the stakeholders? Yeah. Um, you know, look after them and everything else will follow. Brilliant. <laughs> so keep your focus on them um, and everything else that needs to be done to achieve that goal. Yeah. So it's just thinking, who am I serving and mm -hmm. look after them? Yeah. Uh, and you, and as we've gone through today, you've talked about that importance of building relationship with them, yeah. really listening to understand them. Yeah. And as a result, when your focus is on that, it'll it'll grow organically and naturally yeah. as part of that process. I think so. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Lovely, Sarah, thank you for joining us today on the Leadership Lounge. Thanks uh, for having thank me. Thank you also <laughs> for our listeners for joining us again. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's been a, a pleasure and a joy, Sarah, catching thank up you. and talking this through. And for our listeners, I hope you've really benefited from hearing how the key things of building your business. <laughs>